0: Just in case it's the first time you're listening to this podcast, I always like to remind everyone that these FPX series do not have the same format as the regular Faint Praise episodes, which are usually we watch two bad movies with similar themes, and then we talk about which one is better. These FPX episodes are just me talking about a more recent movie that I've seen that probably is too new and or too good, to be on a regular faint praise episode because I'm not necessarily expecting that it will be a bad movie. And since we're in this interim period where Eric and I are not able to keep up the regular faint praise weekly episodes, just a little something extra in between. So this week, I'm actually more talking about a type of movie than I am a specific movie. Now, obviously you see from the title of the episode that I'm gonna be talking about Happy Death Day, a new horror movie that came out over the weekend. I believe it's pretty popular. I think it's a number one movie uh, for the weekend and got decent reviews, uh, making a lot of money, it like tripled its budget opening weekend. So even if this movie hadn't been popular, I was planning on talking about it because it is a very specific type of movie that I have realized over the years that I have a weird, I hesitate to use the word fetish because that has a sexual meaning. It's not a sexual, it's like a weird non-sexual fetish that I have. There's not even an English word for that. I've looked it up. I guess I could call it a fixation uh, that I have for Groundhog Day storylines where a character is repeating the same day over and over and you have to watch them get through it. I love it. It is. Intensely satisfying to me. It's really difficult to explain, describe, justify, whatever the word you want to use. It kind of weirds me out, but it's just totally, it's just the way that it's. it's I am as God made me, I guess. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk about Happy Death Day because movies like this don't come around very often. I, so I always see them when they do. And also I took this chance to do a little bit of an experiment because I do not typically like horror movies. I certainly wouldn't see them in theaters most of the time, and usually I won't even see them when they're out after they're done with their theatrical run. But I wanted to see if a horror movie with this weird Groundhog Day theme that is a of special interest to me would make me actually enjoy a movie that I wouldn't otherwise have watched. So for for the sake of science, I went and saw... Happy Death Day. And it also was the first time I had ever seen a movie in theaters alone. And I made the mistake of going opening weekend. I thought I picked a time that I thought was not going to be busy and it was sold out. So uh, I think I lucked out. It was not, it did not turn out to be a miserable theater going experience. But I was very worried because this is a PG 13 movie and there were a lot of teenagers. I saw a lot of crop tops uh, buying tickets. And I was like, oh no, I have made a horrible horrible misjudgment, but I went through with it. So even though this episode is not a typical faint praise episode where we're going to compare two movies, I'll still stick to the same format where I give a quick summary of the movie and then I'm going to rate it in each of my four categories, which are acting, visual, structure, and entertainment value, giving up to five points in each category. Uh, This is a super short summary because all it is is a girl named Tree, which is possibly one of the worst main character names in a movie ever, uh, is a college student who lives the same day over and over, and that happens to be her birthday, and she gets killed at the end of it. So she spends the entire movie repeating this day and trying to figure out who is killing her and why. That's it. That's the movie. I love it. Simple premise, exactly what I wanted to see. So Starting off with my acting score. This was, this was... The acting in this movie was totally average, PG-13, low-budget, horror movie acting. It is a hard two. Totally mediocre, passable, not noticeable one way or another. Um, kind of difficult to even comment on. There is... This movie is starring nobody. I have never seen anything with any of these actors in it. It's also a movie made by nobody. I it just... Everyone involved in making this movie had just not barely done anything before. Um, I mean, you look at their IMDb profiles and they have other stuff, but not anything mainstream or in my age group or anything like that. So uh, I'm not even going to talk that much about the actors because I don't know who they were. The main girl is some blonde girl pretty blonde girl, did a fine job, the main guy is some attractive dude that they're hoping you don't notice is actually attractive because he's supposed to be playing kind of a, I don't want to say loser, but uh, someone who wouldn't normally be with a girl as attractive as that, except he totally is, and everyone else are just side characters. I will say it's kind of, it's kind of interesting watching this movie, the way that they're acting these roles you kind of never are able to forget that you're just watching actors pretend something. Usually I only get that feeling with famous actors who you're used to playing certain types of characters. So Tom Cruise is the ultimate example of this where when Tom Cruise gets in a movie, it's just always Tom Cruise as, the person in this movie doing the things that they're doing. You never sit back and you never, he, he can never blend into a role that he's in. It's just always him. And that's fine. I, I tend to really like Tom Cruise movies. It's weird to see that happen with actors that you've never seen before. And that definitely happens in this movie. There's never a point that I, that my brain isn't thinking this is just an actress pretending to be a sorority girl. This is just an actor pretending to be a quote-unquote loser who could never get with with a sorority girl. Um, It's just, so I don't know. I mean, it it wasn't necessarily distracting, but kind of interesting that even as sort of faceless nobodies, they still couldn't embody their roles. Uh, But overall, not horrible. Giving it a a two. Um, On to visuals. I have almost nothing to say about the visuals. I'm gonna give it a two again. Totally mediocre. This is a PG-13 movie. None of the kills are fun. You don't even see most of them. Uh, there's, There's not really any reason to do special effects, so there's no CG. There's one scene where a car blows up. That's probably the closest to a special effect that you get in this, and they actually blew the car up, so That's, that's fine. It was a practical effect. The actors are all nice to look at. So it's, it's really not a movie that you're focusing too much on the visuals. It is more about the gimmick. So I'm going to move right on to structure and actually for structure, uh, I'm, I'm giving it a two again, the structure of this one. This is not a great movie this is a passable decent okay watchable movie and that's why you're seeing all of these scores of two which are just the middle of the road mediocre score for me in my mind um i obviously love the gimmick of the groundhog day repeating the day but beyond that the movie doesn't really have much to offer the story is not a satisfying story so once she figures out why she's being killed and who's doing it? It's a fairly lame. It's a fairly lame conclusion, and there are several plot elements throughout the movie that you think might turn into something interesting, and they never do. So normally, in faint praise, I do not worry about spoilers. I just talk about everything that happens in the movie, I give everything away. Uh, they're usually pretty old movies, so everyone's had ample time to watch them if they were interested. Since this is a new movie and it's popular, I'm not going to I'm not going to do spoilers. I'm not going to give anything away. So that's why I'm being very basic in this explanation, but I was not impressed with their lack of follow through in some of the story elements and the sort of uninteresting way that it all ended up wrapping up. But the characters were fine. The dialogue was okay. They tried to do some comedy. So one thing that I like about the Groundhog Day premise of people repeating the same day over and over is there is a lot of natural comedy built into that because of the preposterous setup that you've got this person who's doing the same day over and over and the people around them don't know it. So the people around them are acting normal and they're acting crazy and you can get a lot of humor out of that pretty easily. This movie also tried to do some humor in addition to that with uh, a character in the sorority that was supposed to be really over the top. I felt like a lot of her stuff fell flat Um, and that actress actually it's her only IMDB credit so she really is not very good. I think they just chose a model and gave her some lines and she she just played it over the top which I think was all she really could do with that role. Yeah so some of the non-Groundhog Day stuff Dial comedy was, fell flat, but I appreciated, they had kernels of ideas that they started out with. And I appreciated that. I wish they would have had a more skilled comedy writer flesh out those. It wouldn't have taken that much. I'm not talking about making this a full-on comedy, but actually taking these joke ideas and making them something funny instead of just outright stating them. So the one example I will give, which is not a spoiler, is one of the characters actually references the fact that this is a Groundhog Day premise. And the way that he does it is just super straightforward. He just goes, oh, this reminds me of Groundhog Day. And then everything, you know, you're supposed to kind of chuckle or whatnot. I'm like, you know, you could have actually made that a funny line in some way, instead of just outright saying it. So that's the way that all of the non-time loop comedy goes, but the time loop comedy itself, it works. It works okay. So it's a fun enough movie to watch. And the greatest thing about this movie, it's only an hour and a half. They get in, they get out, they stay moving. It was the absolute perfect length. I appreciated they did not try to stretch it out any, they did not overstay their welcome. So that was a good decision. So on to the last of these sections, which is entertainment. And this is, I gave this actually a pretty high entertainment score, which is a three and a half. I don't give those out too often. And that represents the fact that in my little experiment, which was to watch a genre of movie I would not normally like, such as a horror movie, with this premise that I do like, the character having to repeat a day, and does it make me like the movie? And my embarrassing admission is yes, I totally, totally enjoyed this movie. I was invested start to finish. In the theater, I actually, (laughs) I had to go to the bathroom and I held it for a long time because I didn't want to miss anything in the movie. And I picked, I picked a middle section. So I've seen enough of these Groundhog Day type premises that they have a formula they all follow. And in the middle of the movie is when they show very short clips of a character repeating or doing like learning all of the little things that happen throughout the day and doing kind of ridiculous things and messing them up and, and, uh, freaking people out around them. And although that's actually one of my favorite parts of the Groundhog Day premise, I love watching those scenes and that's where they get a lot of comedy from, they almost never contribute anything to the long, to the actual story arc. So I went to the bathroom during that time, I was disappointed I had to miss it, but I had to pick a part that I was like, okay, at least I'll still know what's going on when I get back. But that shows that I was really enjoying this movie. I almost sat there and let let my bladder burst just because I wanted to giggle a little bit at her getting killed over and over or killing somebody trying to figure out who was killing her and why. So. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't love it. It wasn't one of my favorite movies of the year or anything, but I feel like I'm probably going to end up watching this movie again, especially since I feel like I didn't get the full experience since I had to leave and come back. Overall, I mean, I gave it two, 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 and three and a half for a total of nine and a half, which is significantly higher than most movies get that Eric and I talk about on this podcast. Although it is still kind of a little bit low for a regular movie, but like I said, this is not, I can step back and see from outside of the fact that I honestly, thoroughly enjoyed watching this. It's not a good movie. It's not the worst. It's not offensive. That's why I think it's getting high sixties on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's better than your average churned out PG 13 horror movie made for $5 million or whatever the budget was, but it's not a, it's not, it's not a masterpiece, but yeah, I was, I was sort of horrified and no pun intended that I actually enjoyed it as much as I did because I, I kind of felt like, Oh my God, How am I so obsessed with that premise that I can totally enjoy a movie like this that otherwise I would not even waste my time on? So I decided to further my experiment and watch another movie in a genre that I would not normally care about with the same premise and see if it went the same way. This one I picked was not in theaters. It is a Netflix movie and the genre is a marlon wayne's comedy woof woof you guys i would never watch a movie like this otherwise i do, the the wayne's brother st- sense of humor is not typically what i gravitate toward it, so the movie is called naked I, i'm not going to i'm not going to go through and rate it i'm not going to talk too much about the premise I'm just gonna talk about how I felt about it mostly uh, it's it's a guy who it's it's a full-on comedy it's not action it's not horror just comedy it stars Marlon Wayne's and he is a guy who repeats the same hour on his wedding day that he starts out blackout drunk naked in an elevator and he has to get everything right before he's able to stop repeating this hour this is one of the worst movies. I have ever sat through it is barely even it it's it could never have gotten released theatrically it feels like a TV movie it honestly it feels like a sitcom it starts off even like the opening credits are very sitcom they kind of they it's kind of like showing the New York City skyline and it's got this almost 90s sounding like soundtrack and it seems like you're about to start watching Night Court or something weird like that. Even the first scene feels like a sitcom where the Marlon Wayne's character is a substitute teacher. So it shows him in a classroom and he's talking to the kids and he's just like telling these jokes. And I was like, is there a laugh track in the background? But what the movie was doing was having him tell a joke and having all the kids laugh at him. But But the style of it was totally just sitcom. He would tell this lame joke and there'd be a couple seconds of laughter. He'd tell another lame joke, a couple seconds of laughter. I was like, I can't fucking believe that this is a movie that got made and released and that I am sitting here watching it. So the first 30 minutes of this movie, I did not think I was going to make it through. Everything was terrible about it. The the dialogue, the attempts at the all of the jokes, the acting, the look of it, the situations that all the characters got themselves in were just completely ridiculous. I I hate to use the word unrealistic because it's a movie about a time loop. Of course it's unrealistic, but it it was very unnatural the way that characters got themselves into certain comedic situations and they would, it was all forced slapstick humor and it was God awful, but so help me once they started with that Groundhog Day premise and he started repeating that day, I could not help myself. I I ended up enjoying the movie. It's one of the more shameful admissions of my life that I sat down and watched a Marlon Wayans comedy all the way through without much difficulty and kind of liked it at the end. So I can safely say that you could totally brainwash me with a movie with a Groundhog Day repeating time loop premise. I'm not proud of it, but I'm, I'm big enough to admit it. So I, um, I started going back and thinking about all the movies and TV shows that I've seen like this. Obviously, there's Groundhog Day, which does the premise perfectly. And actually, one of my favorite movies is, speaking of Tom Cruise, I was talking about him earlier, Edge of Tomorrow, which is Groundhog Day premise in a sci-fi action setting. I love that movie. I rewatch it pretty, pretty often. I absolutely love that. I I love the way that they pull off all of the repeating action and how it's woven into the storyline. And actually that, I know that movie is fairly well received, so I'm not the only one who likes that. Uh, I will say I wouldn't like it as much if it had, if it didn't have that gimmick. I totally like it because of the gimmick, but it at least is a good movie otherwise. Another really good example of it is sometimes TV shows like to have episodes that have this premise. I think a pretty famous one is Supernatural has an episode where uh, Sam has to watch Dean die over and over in a time loop repeating the same day. One of the best episodes. I abso- I loved it when it came out. I've rewatched it a couple times and I don't typically rewatch Supernatural episodes, but that one, I I like that one and it does it perfectly. Now, X-Files also did an episode with kind of a a premise like that, except it wasn't done, in my opinion, the way that I consider perfect or that I like best. So it obviously focused on Mulder and Scully because it was X-Files, but neither of them were the ones who were aware they were repeating the time loop. Um, it It was some side character who was actually knowingly repeating the time loop, and we just watched Mulder and Scully go through the same day over and over, but I didn't like it as much because little things would be different each time, and I prefer my Groundhog Day movies to have it so that everything, if it is not actively affected by the person repeating the time loop, that everything will remain the same otherwise. And the X-File episode didn't do that, things would be a little bit different. And in my opinion, that doesn't make any sense because if you're doing the same day over and over, why would anything be different unless that one person who knows things are happening exactly the same is doing something differently. So didn't quite like that about the X-Files episode. And then there was actually a whole TV series devoted to this premise. I don't think anyone has heard of this TV series. It was like 10 years ago. It was not popular. It was not good. It was called daybreak it had tay Diggs and like moon blood good and um i watched that whole thing and i don't normally like tv very much but i remember just eating up that show it was in the early days of netflix and i think i actually had to like wait for it on all the discs and everything and it was one of the first things i ever binged i totally loved it and it had it had this Groundhog Day premise. It was the whole point of the show. The guy, Tay Diggs is the main character and he is framed for something and he keeps repeating the same day until he figures out the mystery. And the thing that one did wrong was any injury he sustained would follow him into the next iteration of the day, which is a big no-no for me. I, I don't like that. I like it so that it always resets and any, you know, any death or injury is just, is wiped out and they get to start fresh every day. So I think a big aspect of why I like the time loop is because it takes away a lot of the tension of, is this character going to be okay? Is, it, you know, am I going to lose this character? It's, it's fun because you can just watch murder and mayhem over and over and always start, start fresh every time and get new, inventive, fun ways for your character to get hurt. So Daybreak kind of got rid of that, but I still enjoyed it anyway. And I, uh, I've i seen the movie Source Code included in lists of, of uh, time loop slash Groundhog Day premises. I don't really think that one counts. I did watch it. I made Eric watch that one because I... I thought it was going to satisfy this weird urge that I have to watch movies like this, but it really wasn't, I don't know. It's tough to explain. It was a long time ago. I don't remember much about it, except that I really didn't like it. And that it did not end up being a time loop. It ended up being like, like a computer program that repeated the same, that they, they put this guy's brain through so that he would find, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, it wasn't good. It, it didn't do the premise right. And it was a crappy movie on top of it. Uh, The last movie I'm going to real quick mention that, so, okay, so you know I'm obsessed with this kind of premise because I've actually looked up movies that have it, and I actively seek them out and watch it. And one that I've seen that I never, ever see show up on any lists online is a small movie called Blood Punch. It is made by a New Zealand group of filmmakers. If you guys have ever heard of Deathgasm, they also made that one. And I think they've got other ones too, but uh, it's, yeah, it never it never shows up on the on the little lists that I find of Groundhog Day premises. but it does it does have it, except this one has two people who repeat the same day. And I'd actually don't I, I saw that one a couple years ago, but I don't remember a lot about it. I did like it. I didn't I didn't love it. I realized with that one that I really prefer my Groundhog day to only have one person who is doing the same day. And having two people doing it took away some of the fun of seeing the same things happen over and over because two people know that it's happening. And I think I really like the comedy that happens when only one person knows and has to navigate all of the, you know, random occurrences throughout your average day that they keep seeing. So Blood Punch didn't quite satisfy my little fetish, but it was an okay diversion. And then another one that I see show up on lists is another Netflix movie called Arc, and that one sucked. I didn't even make it through that one. That was another one where two people were repeating the day, and it was it was it was not good. So I at least made it through Blood Punch and enjoyed it. Arc Arc was crappy. But the the takeaway from all of this is that I have a weird obsession, and there are not very many movies or TV shows that actually satisfy it. So Groundhog Day and Edge of Tomorrow. And then that one supernatural episode are the only ones that do it perfectly. Happy Death Day was pretty, it did it pretty close to perfectly. It had some elements that I didn't appreciate, which again, I don't want to say what they are because of spoilers. Naked did pretty close, although it only repeated an hour and that to me didn't seem like enough time and that movie is pure garbage. I mean, of all the ones on here, Naked is by far the worst movie. Naked might be the worst movie. No, I I was going to say Naked might be the worst movie I've ever sat through, but I think I would still rather watch Naked than Ender's Game. Ender's Game was so bad, you guys. No one else... Seems to really recognize that as being a horrible movie, but me and Eric are on the same page about that one. Yeah, I guess Naked is actually worse than Ender's Game, but at least because of the premise, I would watch Naked many times before I would sit through Ender's Game again. And obviously, I've watched lots of. Um, mystery science theater movies and rift tracks movies that I otherwise would not have watched without the commentary in the background. So those aren't the kinds of ones I'm talking about, but Naked is pretty high up on the list of uh, shitty movies that I've actually watched. And it made it even more embarrassing to me that I could not only watch, but enjoy a movie like Naked because of my weird fetish. Because about two days before I watched Naked, Just randomly, I tried to watch The Abyss because I was like, oh, it's a James Cameron movie. And I love James Cameron movies. He's done two of my favorite movies of all time, Aliens and Terminator. I love Michael Bean, who's in both of those and who is also in Abyss. I love sci-fi movies. It's a fairly well-regarded movie. And I only made it about halfway through. i I did not like The Abyss at all and I was flabbergasted. I was exp- I wasn't necessarily expecting to love it, but I was expecting to at least be able to finish the damn movie. So the fact that I could not sit through Abyss, but I happily sat through <laughs> a Marlon Wayne's comedy and outright enjoyed Happy Death Day. A low-budget PG-13 churned-out horror movie. So, yeah, guys, uh, I don't know why anybody listens to my opinion anymore <laughs> after all that. I am I am not proud of it, but I can I can at least admit it. So I guess if you know of any movies with this kind of with this kind of setup that I might like, go ahead and send them to me at uh, the email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, I'll just live in shame, knowing that I did not hate a Marlon Wayne's comedy. So thank you guys for listening. I think that this is, I think this is probably the last episode I'm going to have to do without Eric. So hopefully we'll be able to do them all together. And we might still keep up the Faint Praise Extra format if something interesting comes along. But I think from here on out, we'll probably be doing the episode proper format of comparing two different movies but yeah thank you for listening hopefully you will join us next week